I speak in the name of God who creates, redeems and sustains. Amen. I'd like to begin by offering you uh, warm greetings today and by saying how pleased I am to be able to share some thoughts with you on what is your Harvest Festival. I'm disappointed, of course, not to be with you in person, but I'm looking forward to that at some point in the future. It would be an understatement to say that this is an unusual Harvest Festival. Like so much else in our lives over the past six months or so, we're constantly being challenged to adapt to changing circumstances, to note and recognise the loss and pain, but also to see how God is at work and where there might be particular opportunities for us to deepen our faith and serve our communities. With that in mind, I'd like to spend the next few minutes reflecting on today's Gospel reading from Luke chapter 19 verses 1 to 10, and the story of Zacchaeus, bearing in mind our harvest theme, which is one of thankfulness and sharing. The story of Zacchaeus is, of course, well known and much loved. It's a children's favourite, and many of us will remember it well from our Sunday school days. But sometimes over-familiarity can prevent us from noticing new things. Knowing a story very well can lead us to assume that we know all there is about it, when in fact the beauty of biblical passages is that they go on and on giving. There are endless new insights for each time and season. And so I'm proposing to share with you three things that I noticed as I reread this story and prepared my talk. The first is from verse 3, and it relates to the detail about Zacchaeus's height. He was trying to see who Jesus was, Luke tells us, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. We tend to think that simply because Zacchaeus was short, he couldn't get a proper view, and so he had to find a tree to clamber up. But some commentators suggest that, in fact, the crowd was deliberately preventing Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus because he was an unpopular figure and they were trying to edge him out of the way. Either way, the point is that his vision was restricted and he was hindered from a full view of Jesus. So the question I want to pose is, what prevents us from seeing Jesus? What kinds of things might obscure our vision and understanding and get in the way of us experiencing God's grace? Whether it's human sin or circumstances, we too can sometimes be blind to the presence of Jesus. And just like Zacchaeus, we may need deliberately to put ourselves into the way of grace. We aren't simply passive recipients, but have to be intentional in matters of faith, which at times demands our active participation. We have to want to engage with the ways of God, if you like. And when we do, we usually discover that God is already approaching us, just as Jesus had spotted Zacchaeus and was moving towards him. So for you as an individual or for you as a church community, what might be getting in the way of your recognising God's blessings at this time, of noticing God at work in your lives and in the world? What might you perceive and discern if you crane your neck just that little bit further or climb the sycamore tree for a wider, fuller vision? 
The second thing I notice about the reading is that as well as being intentional in seeking out God's grace and recognising God's goodness in a spirit of thankfulness, there's also a need for us to respond to that grace. Zacchaeus, immediately after his encounter with Jesus, offered to give away half his possessions and repay those whom he'd defrauded. The encounter with Jesus led to what we might term an ethical redirection, to repentance, if you like, a turning away from the old ways towards a new kind of living. Unprompted and uncoerced, his experience of Jesus brought out of Zacchaeus not only a response, but a generous and an extravagant response half his estate to the poor and fourfold restitution to those against whom he has sinned. In this spontaneous response, Zacchaeus demonstrates a desire not just to live a little more ethically, but proactively to attend to the needs of others. This, I think, is what prompted Calvin to say of Zacchaeus that he was changed from a wolf not only into a sheep, but even into a shepherd. You are people of the Church of the Good Shepherd. How might you be inspired through re-engaging with this story to reflect on what it means to move from being distant observers to faithful disciples and ministers serving or shepherding your community. And that brings me to the third thing I notice about the reading. And that is that underlying the story of Zacchaeus is on one hand a general and universal message and on the other hand a particular and very personal one. Through this story we see that the invitation towards salvation through Jesus Christ is open to all. In that sense, Zacchaeus is a metaphor. If a sinner like him can be transformed, so too can all of us. And we're reminded in verse 10 that the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. At the same time, Jesus seems quite deliberately to search out Zacchaeus from amidst the crowd. He specifically targets Zacchaeus and beckons him by name. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, says Jesus, and the personal encounter leads to a relationship and a changed life. So I hope as a church community you might take some time in the weeks and months to come to discern God's call and vocation collectively, especially as you begin turning your attention to the possibility of another plant. But I hope too that each of you will open yourselves up to God's call on your life particularly. It's very possible that some of you listening are being called either to something new or to a renewal of an existing commitment. But you won't know for sure unless you climb the tree, notice God's grace and are willing to respond. So may God bless each one of you. May you rediscover the joy of knowing that you're called and loved. And may you respond generously this harvest and always. Amen.